0: Welcome. Thank you for choosing to listen to another faith-building message by Pastor David Entry. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. May your knowledge of Jesus Christ increase as you listen. Be blessed. First Peter chapter 1, reading from verse 18 down through to verse 25. For as much as for as much as ye you know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of the of Christ as of a lamp without blemish and without sport. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifested in these last times for you? Who by him do believe in God that raised him, that raised him up from the dead, and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Verse twenty-two, seeing ye the, seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which lives and abides forever. For all, f- all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the of grass. The f- grass withereth, and the flower thereof f- falleth away, but the word of God, the word of the Lord, endures forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. In our previous session, I spoke about how Christ's blood redeems us from our vain conversation. And so he, God predestined us, or God chose us and regenerated us by his spirit. And Christ redeems us so we will be able to live a holy life. So our redemption is what affords us the opportunity. Our redemption gives us the ability to, uh, our our redemption which produces regeneration, gives us the ability to live holy lives, to live a a holy, um, uh, to demonstrate a holy manner of conversation or a holy manner of life, a holy conversation, because he said he's holy. And so we saw, we can see that, so Peter writes to them and tells them that based on these great things that God has done for you, therefore be holy because you have not been sanctified or redeemed by ordinary things, but you have been redeemed by the uh, uh, precious blood of the Lamb, which has been ordained, foreordained by God from the foundation of the earth, so that we have been redeemed to be able to live for God and be redeemed from our vain conversation fruitless lifestyle godless or 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 useless so long as god's purpose is concerned lifestyle that does not promote or that does not live to fulfill god's in, eternal agenda for our lives the blood of christ redeems us from that so we can live for god now and then when you continue it says, the scriptures, make, makes it, the scriptures make it clear that, um, verse 21, who by him do believe in God. Now, this is so important in Colossians, Galatians chapter 3, verse 26. It says that, for we are the sons of God, or we are the children of God, by faith through Christ Jesus, or by faith in Christ Jesus. As soon as we put our faith in Christ Jesus, it takes Christ Jesus to be a child of God no other way he is the only way john fourteen six. i am the way the truth and the life you want the life of god it takes christ he said who through so it takes christ to get god it takes christ to access the riches of god it takes christ to realize god it takes christ to discover god it's not even teachings but christ not 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 prayer but christ not sacrifices but christ nothing else but Christ. Bible says in Colossians chapter 1 that in the church he might have the preeminence. He might have the preeminence. He is the leading one. It takes Christ to access the church and here to to access God, sorry. And here he says that who whom by him by who by him by Christ you do believe or do Believe in God that raised him up from the dead. Now, four things that it talks about in so long as I believe in his concern right here. Number one, we believe in God through Christ. So, number one aspect of our belief here, yeah, we believe in God. That's first statement, who through him, by him, some translations use through him, believe in God through Christ. As usual, permit me to read from a different translation, New American Standard Version. Um, Uh, verse 21, who through him are believers, we are believers through him, okay, we are believers, the reason why we are called Christians and believers is because we are in Christ, so whom through him, who through him, ye are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so we believe in the bodily resurrection of Christ, number one, we believe in god through christ number two i'm talking about the belief the believers the nature of the believers belief <laughs> okay i believe we believe in god through christ two we believe in um in the bodily resurrection of christ he died but he didn't stay in the grave there's no other person no other person in history that ever came back from dead and stayed alive jesus christ came out of the grave and remained alive. So we believe in God, uh, who raised him from the dead. Number 10, there are three what we believe. We believe and gave him glory. God gave him glory. God gave him glory. It's very important to understand. God gave him glory. In Hebrews chapter two, verse nine, it says that, but we see Jesus glorified. We see Christ being glorified. We see him. He's not glorified. He's in glory. In John chapter um, seven, verse thirty. Seven thirty-eight thirty-seven 37 says, If anyone tests, let it, let me come to him and drink. And then verse is that For as the scriptures have said, If anyone believes, out of his village shall flow verse of This speak he, verse 39, verse 39 actually is the one I'm looking for. This speak he, I'm reading King James. This speak he concerning the spirit which will be given to those who believe in him. For Christ was not yet glorified. So after his death, he was glorified. In John chapter um, twenty. John chapter 12, verse 23, he said the time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. And yet he was about to go into death. So he went into death and he was glorified. Acts chapter 13, sorry, Acts chapter 3, verse 13. He says that the God of our fathers glorified his son or glorified jesus so jesus was glorified after the death he was glorified but isn't it interesting as i said the other time the apostles did not preach the glory they preached the crucifixion they preach we preach him crucified first corinthians chapter 2 said i did not know one to know desire to know anything amongst you save christ and him crucified we preach christ crucified verse chapter 1 a stumbling block to the uh, to the Jews, and to the Greeks an offense, or to the Greeks foolishness, somewhere verse 18, 19, 20, and even 20, verse 23. But to the, the, all those of us who believe he is the power of God, they preach Christ crucified, not Christ glorified. But if you can not preach a crucified Christ without implying a glorified Christ. Hallelujah. So, the four aspects of our belief, number one, we believe in God through Christ. Number two, we believe in the bodily resurrection of Christ. Number three, we believe in Um, In glorification. He was ascended and exalted by God. And number four, he says that, um, that your faith and hope might be in God. Our faith and hope is based on the works of Christ. Our faith and hope is built on the works of Christ. The songwriter says, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Hallelujah. Our faith and hope might be in in Jesus, the, the works of Christ. So we believe in Christ, uh, we believe in God through Christ who raised him. Uh, through him, we believe in God who raised him from the dead and exalted him or glorified him. And so that our faith, in fact, in First Corinthians chapter 2, it says that we 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 did not come to you in, with enticing ways of man's wisdom verse 4 and 5 particularly by the demo verse 4 by the demonstration of the holy ghost in power verse 5 that your faith will not rest in the wisdom of men okay but by the, by the power of god our faith is rested and on the power of God that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the works of Jesus, the, what he taught, what he said, what he did, who he was, our faith is, our faith and hope. So you can't have faith in Christ and lose hope in life. When you have faith in Christ, automatically it generates hope for the future. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Verse so he spoke about the Christ who has been appointed from the foundation of the earth his blood was shed precious blood was shed to redeem us from the uh, veil conversations and tradition handed down by to us by our fathers and then he went on to talk about a bit more about Christ who through him we believe in God and uh, God raised him from the dead exalted him or glorified him and uh, by whom our faith and hope is in God. Watch this. This is the key point now. Seeing, seeing, ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. Seeing, uh, 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 see, sorry, see that ye love one another with a pure ha- heart fervently. I mean, this text is so loaded. It's it's so heavy. All right, so I have to take my time to unpack it. it's likely the rest of the teaching might settle on just this verse because it's so strong. Now it's important to understand that based on all these great things God has done, the facts of God's truth, some of the facts are we are redeemed some of the facts that we are chosen aliens we have been chosen before we showed up, some of the fact that we have been sanctified by the sanctifying Spirit unto obedience and the sprinkling of blood of, of the blood of Jesus. That some of the truth is that we have eternal hope or we have, been, we have been regenerated or we have been born again, we have been begotten of God unto a lively hope or a living hope, hope that is alive, hope that is living we have been born again, these are facts these are, these are the truths of what God has done, it's not just even mere teaching, it's the truth, it's the facts of the, the achievement and the attainment of God through the the, the the life, death, and bur- death, barrier, burial, and resurrection of Christ. So, these are things that we have. Uh, they are realities for the believer. They are realities, and speaking for you. Something that's so much working for you. And because of that, we have been redeemed. And the fact that we have been redeemed from vain conversation, from our sins, from the world. Uh, redeemed from, from lawlessness, from in, iniquity, from impurity, from, uh, 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 and our, from our vain conversation. And watch this, a vain lifestyle, handed, by our, handed down by our forefathers. Watch this, so that we can live a holy life to God, to, to His glory. We can live just as He is, because we are just like Him. Bible says that as He is, so are we. 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 Behold, what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we should be called the sons of God. And He says, and the, but the world does not know us. Why? Because it doesn't know Him. And He says that for when He shall appear, we shall we shall be like him, or when we see him, we shall be like him, just as he is, as he is so we are, and we shall be like him, hallelujah we are God's children we are God's seed this is where it's going, and he's trying to say that in spite of, watch this, watch this don't miss this, don't, please don't, 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 don't no, no, watch this watch this, in spite of what you are going through, in spite of how you are feeling, in spite of the pain, and all the issues going on around you, watch this you are still a child of God you are still a child of God. You have the DNA of God. Hallelujah. Doesn't matter what you go through. It doesn't matter what pressure the world is putting on you. It doesn't matter what pressure Satan is exerting on you. It doesn't matter what pressure your flesh is bringing you under. You feel you are caving in. You feel so pressured. You Sometimes you feel like, what's the point? Why, why, why? Hey, you are still a child of God actually take these as facts and watch this watch this he says that saying you have purified your souls purifies your souls yeah oh, um let me just pick on the purify the blood of jesus cleanses us from all on righteousness now when you look at first um john chapter 1 verse 7 It talks about if we walk in the light, then we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Christ cleanses us. There's another word for purify that. So purify, cleanse, sanctify. Sometimes they are used interchangeably to mean the same thing. So the blood of Christ purifies us, cleanses us from all unrighteousness, from our sins. Okay, so what does the blood of Christ do? It cleanses us from our sins. In Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3, talking about Jesus being the effulgence or the brightness, express image of God the Father, the brightness of His glory. When When He has by Himself, watch this, purged us from our sins. Purged means cleansed. So, He cleansed us from our sins. He purged us from our sins. Our sins, Jesus' blood cleanses us, purifies us from our sins. So, if I'm in Christ and I've been purified from my sins, why is he talking about seeing that you have been purified or your that you have purified your souls? So, this is very important. What the blood of Jesus does, it cleanses us like in our works and our external works and our sins. All right, it's more an outward cleansing so we can appear justified before God. The other time I was teaching, I was teaching and I spoke about the righteousness. We are justified by a righteousness that is not ours. <laughs> it's like you qualified by um, results. Somebody results, they mark somebody's papers and give you the results. So it wasn't your papers, it wasn't your examination paper, it was somebody else's marks that had been given to you and now you have appeared with the certificate, you've gotten a certificate that is based on someone else's marks and not your own exam results, someone else's exam results and the person is the best student in the whole country and you, you got his results it was credited to you and your certificate so it doesn't mean you know what they know you haven't potentially even written the exam you can I know people buy certificates and buy um, from on- online okay so you can buy you can buy pharmac- ph- 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 the uh, pharmacy degree <laughs> online but it doesn't mean you understand um, yeah, well. I, 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 what anticoagulant is? You it doesn't mean you understand some of these terminologies. Uh, 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 you know you don't know that, and but you have a certificate. So now, watch it. Jesus gave us the certificate, the righteous certificate. But the so the certificate is what shows that you are justified. But you need righteousness to be justified. But the righteousness by which you are justified is not your own righteousness. As I said the other time, is righteousness extra nose n o s extra nose okay so righteousness extra and nose is outside of yourself it's an alien righteousness it's a synthetic righteousness all right so they they have you are you are appearing and you have a certificate with a synthetic examination results alien examination results so that means that to produce righteous works from your inside Ah, because that righteousness you have is not correct doesn't correspond to the reality on your inside. So the blood of Jesus cleanses us and gives us righteousness. Bible says we are redeemed through whom we have in whom we have redemption through his blood, the propitiation of us in Romans chapter 3, verse 24. So we have redemption. We have redemption by his blood. So his blood cleanses us. But how about our internal issues? Your soul, which has to do with your mind, your will, and your feelings have not actually been transformed. And that's where, that's the seat of your personality. That's why the Bible talks about your heart. So in uh, Acts chapter 15, verse 9, it talks about how God who cleansed our hearts too. Okay, God cleansed our hearts. The last bit, Acts chapter 15, verse verse 9, God cleansed our hearts. James chapter 4, verse 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands. Hallelujah. Cleanse your hands, O ye sinners. So, cleanse your hands when it comes to your actions, your activity. Your hands is external, it's outward. How about the inward one? Inward one, which is your heart. And he said, Purify your heart. So, Christ's blood cleanses us of our sins. How about our inside? Inside needs purification. You need a a strong detergent, a strong cleansing agent on your inside. And you know that you haven't gotten here just overnight. It has taken your entire life to get here. That is why I said previously that salvation takes it takes an entire life. It takes a whole life to be saved. So as soon as you receive instant salvation of your spirit, the salvation of your soul. Hallelujah. The salvation of your soul is. Progressive, progressive salvation. It's not instant, instantaneous. It's progressive. It's systematic. One line up uh, upon the other. How do you get cleansed? And so, the blood of Jesus cleanses us externally. But watch this: the the word of God. The word of God. We need an internal purification, and that can only be done by the word of God. Ephesians chapter five. You remember verse twenty-five. Husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for, for her so he will cleanse her he will cleanse her by the uh, to sanctify let me read it husbands love your wife as Christ, Christ loved the church and gave himself for her okay for her to to save her but not just that for her that he might sanctify that another word for sanctify is purify to cleanse that he might sanctify and clean or cleanse it with the washing of water. So it takes the blood to cleanse our sins. It takes the washing of water to cleanse us from our internal impurities. This is very important. Anytime you come across water, most most of the time you come across water in the scriptures, water stands for the life of God. That is why in John chapter four, when Jesus met the woman at the well, verse 10, he said, if you knew who he was, who asked you, you ask him for life, the water of life. And I will give you said the water that I will give you, you will not have to come to test again. So Jesus has got water to give. That's why the woman said, but you don't have uh, anything to draw from the water. How are you going to do it? No, it's not this physical water. The water the water in scriptures stands for the life of God, which everybody needs. Without the life of God, you are on your way to hell. Without the life of God, you'll be struggling in life. You can't have the, the the results that God can generate in your life. It takes the life of God. So in Exodus chapter 17 verse 6, when God told him, strike the rock, and when he struck struck the rock, Bible says, water came out of the rock and they, they drank. But in First Corinthians Corinthians chapter ten, verse four, We can understand the Bible says they all drank of the same spiritual drink, a spiritual drink, yes, there is a spiritual drink, and they drank from the same spiritual rock. How can a rock be spiritual? Rock is physical; it's material. But here they said they drank from the same spiritual drink, and they drank from the spiritual from the spiritual rock that followed them—a rock that follows. And it says, "Which is Christ?" So Christ is the drink, and he gives the life of God in John chapter seven, verse thirty-nine, uh, verse th- th- yeah, verse thirty-seven actually, and uh, thirty-eight. He says that if uh, is uh, anyone is there test- Test, let him come to me and drink and out of him shall flow rivers of living waters verse 37 so the drink of life or water usually symbolizes the life of god in yeah in scripture in revelation chapter 21 verse 6. It talks about let him come. He said, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Whoever is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He said, I will give you the the fountain drink of the fountain of life which I give freely. He said, I've got a fountain of life. Revelation chapter 22, verse 17. He said, the the, the spirit and the bride say, come. Come, Lord. And let him, whoever is thirsty, let him come and drink of the water of life. Revelation chapter 22, verse 1. He said, "And I I saw pure water, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb, it's coming out of the throne. So there's waters, the life of God. Water stands for the life of God. Back to Ephesians chapter 5. It says that, that he might cleanse her, he might sanctify her, and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. So it takes the word of God to cleanse. How does the word of God cleanse us? As I said, the blood of Christ cleanses us from our sins. Or, uh, cleanses us from our sins. But the water of the word, the water of the word purifies our souls, and our souls need purification. That is why in uh, James chapter one verse twenty one James 1:21 1, it says that putting aside all malice it said, receive with meekness lay aside all filthiness, lay aside all filthiness, receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, watch this, which is able to do what? Save your soul, the word of God has the life that will revive your soul, save your soul okay, so he said receive with meekness the engrafted word then that means word that has become so much part of your life it's, you have accepted it, obeyed it remember that word, you have obeyed the word that has now sanctified your soul, so when you obey a Live based on the word it's like the word has been engrafted another word for engrafted is implant of the word it's been planted in it's, it's an implant it's a word implant it's a life implant so you have a life that is coming from God from through the word of God Hallelujah. So the word of God is implanted in you. It's not only the implanted word, but in John chapter 17, verse 17, Jesus said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Can you, can you see that? Is this Jesus- a... Oh man, I feel like preaching. Jesus said, "Sanctify them by your, th- your by thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify." So the sanctifying truth of God's word and the engrafted the engrafted word of God, when it enters you, the sancti- your soul ends up being sanctified. Your soul ends up being washed, being purified, that He might cleanse her. He might sanctify her. How can He do that? He had already purified us from our sins, but our soul our reality our inward man must be sanctified and it can only be done by the water the washing of water by the word hallelujah the word is the cleansing agent the blood is a cleansing agent and the word is a cleansing agent the blood washes our sins and the, the word washes and cleanses our souls the blood washes our sins external outward and the blood cleanses and purifies our souls inward hallelujah thank god for the purifying blood that uh, for, for the purifying word for the purifying blood and the purifying word the word is, that should is, have Watch this. That is how your soul can be saved. Bro, I know you're struggling. You're trying to do some things right for God. But your soul must be saved. It is the word, the intake, the regular intake, the regular inflow of God's word. Don't undermine God's word. Accept it. Uh, uh, receive it. Spiritualia, spiritualite, too. I like that said, Receive it. Hear it. Read it. <laughs> so, read it. So hear it. Read it. Apply. uh, Hear it. Read it. Study it. uh, um, um, (laughs) Apply it. Okay. Hear it. Read it. uh, Memorize it. uh, Meditate on it. Apply it. And, 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 uh, yes, that's it. The more you are hearing the word of God, the more you are reading the word of God, the more you are studying the word of God, the more you are meditating on the word of God, the more you are applying the word of God, (laughs) Hallelujah, you can add memorizing the word of God. The more your soul, the more your soul is being cleansed, is being saved, is being sanctified. Hallelujah, purifying. We are being purified. We are being sanctified by the word of God. When we obey the truth, let me go back. Let me go back. Oh, thank you, Jesus. May God help purify our hearts. When we talk about hearts, you're talking about your mind. You are talking about your emotions. You are talking about your will. Remember, verse 13. He said, Therefore, get up the loins of your mind. Okay. Get up the loins. Verse 13 of chapter 1 of Peter. First Peter. Therefore, Therefore, upon all these major basic truths that we know, therefore, get up the loins of your mind. Your mind is wandering. Your mind, your mind is going wayward. But it said, get up the loins of your mind. As I read earlier on James chapter four verse eight, purify your hands, O oh sinners, and guess what? Purify your hearts inside. Purify. It takes the blood to purify us from sin, and it takes the word to purify our hearts and our souls to serve the living god hallelujah 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 um um I, let me add this the the, the so one god is making us part of the church and it as his that says that that he might sanctify the church or he might sanctify the church let me read it again there's something i just need to draw your attention to in first ephesians chapter five verse um verse 20 6 that he, that he might sanctify the sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of the water of the word. Why? That he might present to himself a glorious church. His, his his agenda is to present the church to himself. First of all, he has to redeem the church. And then secondly, he has to cleanse the church. And then thirdly, he'll present the church to himself as the bride. So as, as our savior, he died on the cross to redeem the church. As the sanctifying spirit, he, he resurrected to give us life and through his His word to sanctify us and then so he can present us to himself, a glorious bride, hallelujah, a glorious counterpart to himself. And the point here is that because of that process, the first thing he did was to wash us with his blood, hallelujah. So the first thing is to wash away our sins with his blood, Hebrews chapter 13 verse 12, it says that Christ, so as to wash the people, cleanse them, sanctify them, cleanse them, wash with, with his blood, he died outside the gate. So Christ, his agenda was to wash us with his blood. So the first thing is to wash us with his blood. And then the second thing is also to wash away our natural blemishes, blemishes in in our lives how does he do it? He does it by his life the water. So his life is the water it comes to wash our natural blemishes. What are our natural blemishes? Our natural blemishes are how we are we are inclined by nature. We are inclined a certain way by by nature the way we are outside of God outside of God. So anything that is different from the life of God is impurities in our lives That needs to be, there are blemishes. There are blemishes in our life. So you are born again. I know you are born again. I know, I believe you are born again. But the blemishes, some of us have few blemishes. Others, some of us also have a lot of blemishes. It's all subject to the intake of the word of God to wash us. The word of God is what brings the life of Christ, which is the water, to wash us, to wash us. The more so it's purifying us so that we will become full of him. He's trying to saturate us with himself. He's trying to transform us. He's trying to grow us up. He's trying to build us up. He's trying to separate us. He's trying to make us a unique people, but it's a process. And the process is called the sanctifying work of the of the word So watch this. Let me go back to the to the text again. Um the text says First uh, Peter chapter 1 verse 22. Seeing you have purified your souls, so so there is the purification of our souls. This is very important. You have purified your souls. Remember verse 5. Look at verse 5. Verse 5 says that, who first uh, Peter 1, 5, who are kept by the power of God through faith unto the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Like, like, then when you go, the, the, the salvation ready to be revealed in the last time, what is it? Look at verse 9. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your f- souls. So it's, it's, uh, there's an end to all this and it's the salvation of our souls. Hallelujah. That's why we have to constantly preach the word of God, teach the word of God, constantly teach the word of God and preach, preach the word of God and receive the word of God. So hear it, read it, study it, meditate on it, apply it, hear it, let it keep coming. The inflow of the word is washing you. You are not, in the next one year, if you expose yourself to the word of God, not just hearing preaching, there's a difference between hearing doctrine and hearing teaching. That's why I'm, I'm, let me just draw attention to that. But it says that seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth, you, how do you purify your souls in obeying the truth? I think at this juncture, it will be important to identify, I've spoken about uh, purify, talking about your souls. Now, what is the truth and what does it mean to obey the truth? Now, the truth is talking about the realities of God. So when you say obeying the truth here, it's not necessarily talking about when we talk about truth, it's it's the real what God the, the realities of God, who God is, what he has achieved for us, what he's doing for us, his love for us. These are real realities. It's like you go to the lab and then they take some blood sample. If you take your blood sample or a sample from your body, uh, anything to the hospital, to the lab, and they did, and your name is on it, and this is coming from your body, it tells them not the teachings, it tells them the facts in your body. What is going on in your body? Do you understand that? So, this, when we talk about the word of God, the truth is talking about the facts of the things God has done. If you bring your life under the facts of the truth, the facts of what God has done, what are the facts? It's not opinions. Listen, it's not imaginations. It's not like someone goes to sleep and dreams or have an idea, a dream or a vision of God. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the fact of how God has has, uh, uh, elected us, how he has purified us. We are justified. We have been uh, um, regenerated by the life of God. We actually have the life of God in us. These are facts. see some people oh pastor i i just i know this is just church, so that's why you are teaching all this is, is just church. you see you haven't brought yourself in alignment in uh, 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 obedience to these facts. so when you bring yourself in obedience, it's like you have accepted it and you obey it and you live according to the you live in light, in the light of that that is what that's what it means to be uh Uh, to be obedient to the truth. And now, until you begin to accept these realities of God and live your life according to it, your soul will not be purified. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! It It takes obeying and listening and flowing in line with what God has done, the truth of God's will. So there are people who have listened to teachings, but they have not given themselves to obedience of the truth. In the teachings. Why do we teach? We teach in order to communicate the truth. Attempt to communicate the truth by the power of the Holy Spirit. To communicate the facts or the realities. That's the actual word. When you see truth in the New Testament, the another word is reality. The real what is real in God? Your your healing is real in God. Your your marital. Peace is real in God. Hallelujah. Yes, your salvation is real in God. The salvation of your soul, the salvation of your home is real in God. Your peace in life and doing well in God you are being fruitfulness in Christ you are being effective in the building of God's work, you are being gifted being gifted by God and these are all realities, they are realities in God, Christ loves us, he died for us, these are realities in God, when you understand these realities and you obey it, you live your life in obedience to these realities, it doesn't matter the other facts that you see around you, but you live in line in line, in light and in Line with these realities. Guess what happens to you? You are, you are, your soul begins to get purified, your soul is being purified. Lord, give us the purification that only comes by the engrafted word of God and the purifying power of your word, of your truth, sanctifying power of your truth. The word of God sanctifies. The reason why sometimes you are struggling with some things internally is because there's not enough intake of God's word which you obey. Not God's word which you just know. Knowing the Bible and reading, reading the Bible and knowing what it says, quoting Bibles doesn't necessarily mean that you are obeying Bible. There's a difference. Between quoting scripture and obeying scripture, there is a difference between quoting scripture and obeying scripture. Pastor Church leader. There's a difference between teaching scripture and living scripture. It's the living scripture, living it when you live it, is what brings the purifying of our souls. May God give us grace to be able to live for the to the purifying of our souls. The purifying power of God's Word. The purifying power of God's Word on our souls. When you take in the Word of God, it has an impact, it has an effect the effect of obeyed word of God. Not listened word of God. You have to listen and I have to obey anyway. But some of us all we do is you listen. Afterwards, you continue. But let the word of God dwell in you richly. Obey it. Obey the word. Obey the word. Apply the word. Walk by the word. Live by the word. Let your faith be built by the word. Live by the word. Put all your hope. Put your trust in the word of God. Let the word of God stay in you richly. Let me read from this version. Um, verse 22. Since you have uh, since you have in obedience to the truth purified your souls from sincere uh, from uh, purified your soul for. Esisiela. So since you have in obedience to the truth, Purify your. As you obey the truth, you are purifying your soul. As you obey the truth, you are pure. It's not like you are favoring pastor or you are doing something for your pastor. You are doing something for to impress other church members. No, my brother. No. As you obey the truth, you are purifying your soul. You are purifying your soul. You are purifying your soul. And how do you obey the truth? By listening, listening, and applying it. And guess what? Let me add this and then in, in closing, concentrate. Putting all your concentration. on on God. So when you uh, when you obey the truth, the, and your entire soul is concentrated on God. That's what happens. When you obey the truth, it makes your entire soul becomes concentrated of on God. And that is the purification that uh, that means that then you are being purified from any uh, all things other than God. When washes when you obey the reality of God's word, when you obey the truth, what happens is that you are being it's like you your you, you you like your entire soul is concentrated obeying the word of god means your entire soul is concentrated on god's truth and as your entire soul is concentrated on god's truth it purifies you from all other things that are not god things that are not in line with god you begin to get purified so obey more obey more as you are obeying you are being purified or your entire soul is concentrating on God's way what the decisions you are making the places you are going everything you are doing you are thinking about God you are thinking about how to honor God what the word of God says in your treatment in your relationship with your wife in your relationship with your husband in your relationship with your mother your father are you doing it in obedience to God's word, in your relationship with your friends, in your relationship with your potential wife, say, in your relationship with your potential husband, lady, you want to marry him, the way you are treating him and the way your relationship is going. Is it in obedience to God's word, or you are just flowing with your emotions? Don't flow with your emotions. Yeah, your emotions will be there, but guess what? That is where the problem is coming from. The blemish blemishes are in your souls, your emotions are still part of your soul, your thinking is still part of your, your mind. Can easily wander all over the wandering all over the place. Your feelings can be all over the place, but you bring yourself under the the obedience of God's Word, what it does is it concentrates your soul on God's Word. It concentrates your mind on God's Word. Get up the loins of your mind. It concentrates your mind on God's Word. It concentrates your feelings on God's Word. You begin to love Him more. You begin to feel excited. Listen, as I'm teaching, it's not like I'm just trying to do some things to feel like, no. I have this serious excitement in God's Word. It's inside. It's called... Joy, unspeakable, full of glory, Second Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15. Joy, unspeakable, joy, inexpressible, joy, unexplainable. <laughs> because I've concentrated my soul in obeying God's word. It produces, my soul is being saved. I get excited about the things of God more. When you are beginning to get, get, get quickly tired about church, about the word of God, about things, especially when it's still pure about prayer, about the Word. That means that your soul, the blemishes are getting in the the way of your spiritual growth. I pray that may God help us all to constantly obey, bring ourselves under the obedience of God's Word. Obey the Word. Obey the truth. Obey the truth. Obeying the truth of God's Word so that our souls can be purified. I told you this scripture is so loaded. I can't finish it. I'll continue in the next Session. I pray this has been a blessing. You have got something. Let's let's give our yield ourselves to the purifying, sanctifying, cleansing power of God's word. And I believe that we'll be moving from glory to glory. The word of God is able to save our souls when it is received with meekness and engrafted into our lives according to James chapter 1, verse 21. Thank you. So much. Thank you for listening. To hear more from David Entry, follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel at Carish Church and subscribe to our podcast so you are always up to date. Be blessed.